Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is Questions You Never Thought You Could Ask in Church, the podcast where we invite you to ask the questions that you have about God, about Christianity, about comparative religions, about spirituality, about the Bible. It's the question, it's the podcast where any question goes. Uh, all of us sitting here at the table today are church workers, and what we've experienced in, in a collective maybe century of church work together um, is that people are sitting in churches every week afraid to ask their questions. They think they're going to be judged. They think they're embarrassing. They think somehow the questions are too simple or too out there or not even worthy of being asked. Or sometimes they simply think they're not going to get the answer that they're looking for. Well, we invite you to give it a try right here. You can text in questions today to 815-314-0363, 815-314-0363. And today's program while all questions are welcome, is going to gear to one topic. We have with us in the studio today someone that I will call an exorcist, even though he will not call himself that. <laughs> and uh, we're going to introduce him right now. We have Caleb Schauer. He is a pastor of St. John Lutheran Church in Union, Illinois, also a vice president of the Northern Illinois District, which kind of makes him a vice bishop, if you want to know how to translate that. <laughs> Um, whatever that means. Um, so, so, so we got a theological stud with us today, but a guy who loves Christ and knows the church and and knows how to connect the bridge between them. He has found himself immersed in spiritual conflict warfare, coming against the unseen, coming against the unexplainable, finding himself thrust into situations that kind of defy our naturalistic categories. And he's going to be sharing his experiences today in that realm. And uh, we're going to be inviting you to ask the questions you have, the theological, the philosophical, the historical, whatever it might be. Um, we're going to put Caleb on the spot and see how he, uh, how he navigates through. we got Steve Wells here in the house today. Give yep, it up, Steve. Yep, All yep. right. Andrew Metcalf. All right. Hello, everyone. <clears throat> We've got Kent Jones producing, and I'm Dave Gadini, pastor at Fellowship of Faith in McHenry, Illinois. So Caleb would like to jump right in. And I want to share the context of a text you sent me this past June. And I'm just going to read it to those who are listening here today. I got this June 10th. I was out visiting my brother in Austin, Texas. I wake up. I'm bleary-eyed. I'm in the hotel. You check your phone right away, right? And I look, and this is literally the text I get from Caleb. Are you available to go with me to a house cleansing tomorrow? <laughs> 9 a.m. in, and I'll mask the name of the city. I did an exorcism today and now think we need to go after the house too. So kind of the typical text that I wake up and, you know, <laughs> check the weather and get your text from Caleb. Yeah, it's 19 degrees in Texas. And, and oh, by the way, can we do a house cleansing? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Right, right. So so my reply, yeah, absolutely. And then it kind of hit me in the fog. Like, wait, are you talking today or tomorrow? <laughs> and then later, wait, assuming you meant yesterday, how did it go? To which you replied, did it yesterday and it worked out as it should. Six hours, house cleansing and exorcism of 20 or so demons from this lady. Oh. And then I love the understatement of all time at the end of this text. I am drained today. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you, you think? I've been drained from much, much less than that. <laughs> I, mean, I watch too many commercials on the couch and I'm drained, Caleb. So It's kind of like that story in the Bible where Jesus goes out in the wilderness and he's fasted for 40 days and Matthew says, and he was hungry. Right, right, right. right. Know, it's uh, like the understatement of all time. I think if I remember that next day, Dave, I, I didn't even go in the office. I was just done. Right. And I laid on the couch all day and 
that was it. In uh, a fetal position, I'm sure too. <laughs> sipping water and eating bread or something, you know, I don't know, but it was, yeah. Um, I mean, this raises so many questions. Right. I mean, here's I, my question I, about I the whole thing. How yeah. did you not respond by saying, here's the contact info for Mary Maids? <laughs> <laughs> Let, let, yeah, you know, let's get the vacuum cleaners out. Let's yeah. do this thing. Um, you know, I, I've i never put on my business card, you know, Pastor Caleb Shower, exorcism specialist. Or right, right. It's not like, like the that. Ghostbusters here. No, you know, right. Where, who, who are you going to call, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's never been my intention. And yet um, people find me. Um, <laughs> they find me, right? And yeah. they... Uh, they talk to so-and-so who's talked to their uncle, who's talked to their brother, who says, oh, you should call this guy because you're hearing strange things in your house or something like that. Or uh, we got something weird going on. We can't tell anybody else about it because no one else will believe us. But we know that you'll you'll take a story or something. So can we talk to you? And mm -hmm. it's amazing. Once you start talking about this kind of stuff, this you know paranormal stuff, this um, you know, kind of unseen stuff or sometimes seen stuff that no one wants to talk about. Once you start bringing up the subject, uh, you get a few more phone calls. You like, do. Hey, can you, you come talk to me or can you come help me with this or, 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 and I preached about it one time, uh, in church, um, cause we did an exorcism on a farm outside of, uh, where I live. And, um, I preached about it on the, uh, very last Sunday of the church here, you know, we're, you know, kind of a liturgical church body Lutherans. And, and so we had these, uh, you know, church year calendars mm -hmm. and, and on the very last Sunday of the church year was Christ the King Sunday. And, and so I thought, well, what better time to preach about this yeah. than Jesus rules. Right. Yeah. And, and so I kind of took that and I said, Hey, Jesus rules over us, but he rules over everything that we can't see too. And, mm -hmm. um, it, I had a lot more phone calls after that uh, sermon and a lot more people saying, Hey, can I talk to you for a sec? Mm -hmm. um, because or, it seems like there's mm -hmm. so many people out there silently suffering at, oh. with some kind of experience or even personally. And they're just afraid to get labeled as crazy or out there or whatever it might be. And right. finding someone like you who not only affirms the reality of what can exist, sure. but then sensitively works alongside them to kind of navigate what it might be without some crass materialistic denial of a, a supernatural world. Right. I, I mean, it's it's not seen too often. I can see why so many people want to you know, reach out. Want to reach out, looking for help and hope. In yeah, the of this. or and even and just answers. Answers to what's going on, or hey, so and so's dealing with this. What do you think? Or you yeah. know, those kinds of things. It's it's good to find somebody to bounce those off of, right? So, how do you go through the like the process of discernment with that? Like, is there uh, is there something that you follow or? Sure. So, first of all, it's a lot of prayer. <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, I, li I like to say prayer and fasting, but anybody who sees me says I don't fast very much. So uh, th that's a bad word uh, for Lutherans, you know. Uh, you know, prayer and potlucks maybe would be better. Yeah, but, right, right. Um, Mistranslation of the text on that one. Yeah, yeah. you know, I'm sure the, the Greek or the Hebrew uh, yeah, of that fasting yeah, is totally yeah. wrong, right? But, um, um, yeah, it's a lot of prayer and just even not writing anything off out of, you know, right at the beginning. You know, mm -hmm. just... Tell me your story. Let me hear what's going on. Let's talk about this. Let's pray about this. Um, and then, you know, let's just 
start diving into it and walk in the journey. Everyone's different. Mm-hmm, sure. uh, every, every situation's been different. Uh, you know, I've been called by a, there was a, you know, a, a private high school that said, Hey, we got stuff going on here. Can you just come over? And, and usually I don't go alone. So I'll go with somebody else who I trust that kind of has, you know, gifts in this area. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we do some things, we cleanse the building and, and, and things like that. And so every situation, it could be a house, it could be a person, it could be, I did it at a funeral home once, I, uh, different things. Um, you know, uh, someone calls me one time and, oh, good, you answered your cell phone. <laughs> oh, you, you don't know what you're going to get, right? And, uh, Sorry, wrong and she, you know, t- told me how, you know, she had been involved in the occult um, growing up and Ouija boards was the norm. And, mm-hmm. uh, she even got in, into it enough to where she was a psychic reader and those kinds of things. And she, um, in the last few years has, has found Jesus or maybe more appropriately, I could say Jesus found her right, right. and, um, wants to be cleansed of all this stuff. And that's, that was the text uh, day that I sent you, um, 20, I, I, I bet now it's up to, I would say, 70, 80. I, you know, you lose yeah, no, count after a while. Th- there's so, kind of, yeah. at least for me, just a, a question jumping off of what you've said there is like, I mean, you're quantifying it. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm not imagining that you're like seeing them lined up the no. way that we would see people. So, I mean, how are you even identifying this and coming mm-hmm. to these numbers? And help us through some of the, the nuts sure. and bolts of this. Sure. So, um Again, depending on the situation, um, with this young uh, young person, it, it was um, literally I would be speaking to her, and uh, we'd be just talking like we're talking here, and all of a sudden her eyes would glaze over, mm. and she would get this different voice, and she would come at me, and she would talk at me, and I'm like, what are you? And, and then after a while, you begin to converse. Um, not so much in a curiosity or what's going on, but more in a Jesus Christ of Nazareth wants you out of her. What's your name? Right. And so, you, you know, my name is depression or my name is anxiety or my name is betrayal or legion or whatever. Um, and, and, you know, one after another, you start taking them out in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. You don't, he does. Right. And that's a that's probably the biggest thing about spiritual warfare. And you mentioned is, something there. You, yeah. you you follow Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yeah. You th- tell us why you say Nazareth. Because uh, back in bib- biblical times, there would be a lot of Jesuses around, right? Um, so you want to make sure you got the right one, right? right? If you want to call it that, <laughs> he knows obviously, but. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Nazareth, who was crucified and raised from the dead, Mm -hmm. right? And so you're getting to a specific person at a specific time in history uh, that has the power then to take care of uh, this person Mm -hmm. or this situation. Um, Many times, I don't want our listeners uh, to, to fall into the trap of they have to do battle with Satan or the devil or demons or whatever is in their house because it's not them. Right. And it's not me. It's Jesus doing it. Now, for whatever reason, he chooses sometimes to use me and he chooses probably even sometimes to use you to do his work, whatever that work might be. Mm -hmm. But in this case, you know, it's a work to say, let's, let's free this person from 
the traps that she's been enslaved with for years. And now, you mentioned earlier when you were uh, giving examples of some of the names and you said things like sure. depression yeah. and, and betrayal, which, of course, are very natural things yeah. that we experience. And I don't want our listeners to be confused either. Um, you know, a little bit of your background, Caleb, and just for our listeners, too, because sometimes people can hear and think, well, maybe he's a religious quack. Right. I mean, you sure. have your degree as a civil engineer. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you are highly versed in math and physics and science and the natural workings of this world. Uh, you're a highly educated guy. And uh, I, I don't hear because I know you that you're suggesting that just because someone has anxiety or depression, that they're demon afflicted. So walk us through that for a moment and how you discern mm. the difference between maybe a mental health issue and a spiritual affliction issue between demons talking and schizophrenia, mm -hmm. if you will. Sure. So my go-to, when someone first comes in my office or approaches me and says, hey, pastor, I'm depressed, or I have addictions or something, yeah. my go-to is never, well, you're being afflicted by, <laughs> you know, let's cast this thing out and you're done. And that's, that's never my go-to. My go-to is, what kind of help are you seeking? What, you know, what kind of tools are you using to help get you past this? Right. Um, it seems though, sometimes there's a different level of depression or anxiety or things like that, that help you or begin you, you know, start you to think as, okay, is this affliction by, by the other side? Right. Something is, more, right. Yeah. Um, so it, it's hard to discern that always, but it's never my go-to like, oh, let's cast this thing out and you'll be healed. My go-to is, okay, have you, have you gone to counseling? Have you, you know, have you worked through some of this mm -hmm. stuff? Yes, but, or uh, I'm working through this, but this is happening. Mm -hmm. So now what, what are the next steps? And then mm -hmm. it's, it's always, you know, surrounded in prayer and, um, and that many times, um, Many times there will be some some signs, if you will, of of demon affliction, and and it's 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 just not normal things happening, right? And mm -hmm. you kind of you kind of look at that and you say, okay, well, what's the worst case? If it isn't a demon and we cast it out, okay, no big deal. If it is a demon, if we cast it out, great, right? Jesus wins, right? So. Um, it, again, it's a, it's an every every situation's a little bit different, um, and you don't always know. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's never my go-to. Like, oh, you're afflicted by thirty-two demons or something. That's never, you know, my go-to thought. Is just for a frame of reference. Yeah. Is demon affliction the same as possession? Hmm. I would say no. Okay. Um. Not necessarily. No, uh, I, you know, again, I, you would probably make a distinction between those two of afflicted would not be an ongoing thing. Okay. Now it's interesting because just last two weeks ago, I had someone come into my church and said, well, Mrs. Jones hasn't showed up for a while. Tell me about Mrs. Jones. Well, Mrs. Jones lived in their house 80 years ago or a hundred years ago. And she turns on lights for him when he comes home. Uh, and he's a single guy, you know, and Mrs. Jones is a 
friendly ghost. Uh, <laughs> it's like Casper, Casper or something. You know, you think of that. And it's like, uh, wow, I'm not, uh, I'm not so sure. I like Mrs. Jones being in my house, right? Um, so I, this is not something I really ever dwell on. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't sit there and lie awake about the spiritual realm of things. I, I, I more, I trust and believe in Jesus and trust that he's going to bring me to where he needs to bring me and do what he needs to do and trust in salvation by grace, by him alone. And that's it. And, you know, you get, you get grounded there and then sometimes you got to go fight some battles. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I guess with Mrs. Jones sometimes too, right? <laughs> you know, it brings That's back much to more it, approachable. It, it, is, yeah, yeah Mr. isn't that a song? Oh, it's Mr. Jones. Jones. And oh, me. sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not not up on my Spotify playlist. I guess. That's why me uh, and Mrs. Jones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got a Mr. thing. Go- there has to be a Mrs. Jones. Yeah, me and Mr. Mr. Jones. Jones. We got a thing going on. Yeah, <laughs> and I do truly with her. It's wonderful. Um. I'm going to give a shout out for questions. If you have questions for Pastor Shower here today, you can text them to 815-314-0363. Again, that's 815-314-0363. If you're joining us on 216th and Net, you can post them right there live on Facebook. Likewise, if you're joining us at Fellowship of Faith's Facebook page, it will post the same way. We encourage you to bring your questions in. Caleb is here live with us for the hour to, uh, to kind of help navigate us through it and help navigate you maybe through some of the questions you've had in this arena, be them theoretical or practical. Um, I'm looking up there right now. It looks like we have one from Kiza uh, or Andrew Kiza, who is joining us from Uganda, actually. Mm -hmm. And he asks, my question today is how does the Holy Spirit describe the lost? Am I reading that correctly? It's a little far from me. Yes, sir. Right on the button. Okay. How does the Holy Spirit describe the lost? I, um, So, uh, well, I don't know if I would have the Holy Spirit's words, words of scripture. Um, we would think of them as someone who's far from Jesus, right? Someone who, um, that's how I, maybe I would describe them. I don't know if the Holy Spirit would uh, describe them this way, but I would describe them as someone who's far from Jesus and, and, uh, um, Jesus wants them to be a little closer. Um, right. I, I guess, um, someone who, um, doesn't know grace by faith and, and those kinds of things, they, they would be um, lost to in a normal church setting or church language, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how if anybody else want to weigh in on well, that. Well, you know, <clears throat> I, I know Andrew very well. And um, some of the some of the common things in Uganda is if you go to some of the churches there. Oh, yeah. And you see the the bodies that are dropping on the ground, they're flailing around. I would love to have you come sometime because your discernment. Sure. So you see this type of stuff mm. and you would say, mm, I, I think this is part of the show. I see. Or is this really true? Oh, wow. You okay. know, so, yeah. um, so there's your invite. Mm. All right. <laughs> Let's go. Next Uganda. Time. Yeah. When are we going? Yeah, yeah we're going to go this summer. Okay. So, okay. Andrew, get ready. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> you're gonna you take asking today. Andrew's yeah. gonna take us on or, around on on the on the trip around, you know, Mityana is where we're at. And oh. so we can see all these different churches because Andrew is actually going t- through seminary right now yeah. to become a pastor. So well, and Andrew, I, I would uh <clears throat> I would even venture to say sometimes in uh places like Uganda, um the spiritual realm may even be uh, more active, yeah. or at least uh, we're not as quick to dismiss it. 
Because sometimes in the United States, we want to dismiss the yeah. spiritual realm. We, oh, we're bigger than that. We're yeah. better than that. Yeah. Um, whereas uh, it seems like, again, I've never been to Africa or anything like that. But in places like Uganda, the spiritual realm could be even uh, more apparent. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that. I yeah. would say that people ask me, like, so, so describe it. And I always say it's so cool to go because my the way that I envision this is that I I see like here we are distracted. There's so many things that take our focus away from the spiritual realm, God, our 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 walk with Him. Yeah. And when we go there, it's like God showing up in a pop up book. Mm. You know, to where it's like, oh my gosh, there he is. It's real time. (laughs) You know, but it's as cool as seeing like boop. You know, it's like, (laughs) this is so awesome to see. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So that invitation for you that is there. um, Dave is going to go as well. So maybe, you know, you guys start packing and, you know, making sure you have all the all the goods and stuff. And (laughs) you can have some all your shots, all your shots. That's right. There there you go. (laughs) Well, and and, uh, that's only half joking, Um, because when. uh, So when I do go into a house. Um, what do I bring with me? So I actually, I'll bring a, a communion chalice. Mm. Uh, some of our, what we would say, holy things uh, that are, are significant in our, in our line of work um, where we're giving life to people and, and uh, giving them, you know, communion. I would use the same chalice and I would bring it and I would fill it with olive oil. Mm. And uh, when we go through a house, uh, when I go to a house and uh, we would cleanse each room. Uh, kind of the practical things we we would do is, uh, well, we start off and we, um, you know, we actually read some hymns, some good old hymns like uh, uh, "A Mighty Fortress Is Our God" or something, right? Um, Chock full. Yeah. People forget this of spiritual warfare language. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, explicit. Yeah. Right? Well, and and, yeah. and um, you know, I think you know. The third verse of a mighty fortress is, you know, like though devils, all the world should fill, right? Yeah. All eager to devour us, right? So, um, I tried to try to find this quote from Luther, and it might not, not even be a Luther quote. So, I like you know, you know we're to Luther, totally, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, kind of like I got my collection of those too, by the way. <laughs> well, and they, they, they make good sermons, right? Like yeah, it, Luther. Yeah. This yeah. sounds like Luther. Uh, which, but the which, quote is good. Which yeah. would, would have said something like, you know, if we would know how many angels and demons are fighting all around us all the time, we would be on our knees in prayer 24 hours a day, right? And so, you know, it sounds like Luther, again, I'm not sure if it is a Luther quote, but maybe there is some truth there, even if it's not a Luther quote, yeah. of what's that spiritual realm look like around us and what's happening and uh does that drive us to prayer, mm-hmm. right? And drive us closer to uh, the creator God who's stronger and bigger and better. And Luther would certainly, I mean, you know, they're all threatening to devour us. They're here, you know, but they can't overpower us, right? Because um, one little word, uh, the word of God, Jesus, right? Can fell him. That's what Luther would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would also read, you know, scripture like, uh, Luke 11, where Jesus casts out uh, demons, uh, Beelzebul, and can the prince, of, you know, can the, um, you know, every kingdom divided against itself can't stand and those kinds of things. We read scripture like Ephesians 6, 
a big one of putting on the full armor of God, right? That we put on this breastplate of righteousness and this helmet of salvation. And uh, we put on the, the shoes fitted with the gospel of peace and, and the shield of faith. And we got the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, Paul says in Ephesians 6. But it's, it's a beautiful thing in Ephesians 6 that Paul also says, so that you may be able to stand your ground, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's not ground that we have to win. Jesus wins that. Right. It's we don't have to go be victorious because he already is. But it, it's it's more ground that uh, he's already won. And, hey, he says, stand here and, and, and defend it. Right. Yeah. Almost. It, it, it's, it's a terror tactic. It almost sounds from the demonic realm where <laughs> yeah. it's, it's bark, but not bite. Yeah. And not to not to underestimate one bit when there is some nipping and biting mm. that happens. But but it, it almost sounds like we will not be devoured by this right. because while they're trying to get us to cower, if Christ has wanted and we stand in that strength, we can stand against the mm. onslaught and it is yeah, uh, and terror, if you will. Um, For sure. Absolutely. And I as mean, Peter would even put in, he'll flee from you. Right. If you do. And Steve, you know, I mean, um, <clears throat> do I have the gifts of discernment and everything? Not always. Mm-hmm. Right. Do I have a faith that says God's bigger than this? And yeah, let's beat this thing. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. me. Right. And, and, and I think too, I mean, just not even, not even just in this realm, but I think just in our walk in, in general, if God wants to help you discern something or show it to you, he's going to show it, it to you. you know? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so I think that's where you doing this type of, of work or engagement uh, can always stand confident in that. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ken's uh, got a yeah. question. So I'm curious. Uh, let's go back to your first battle, yeah. right? Uh, walk me through that. Were you like, what is happening right now? <laughs> and then when you got done, you were like, oh, what just happened? You said that really nice. Those are nice <laughs> words that, you know, I would have picked a whole lot of different words. And I think I probably even have over the years, I, right? Yeah. Uh, Something that's holy. I mean, it's, you know, because, because Mike, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Mike Tyson says everybody's got a plan until you punch him in the face. Right. So here, here you go. And, and you haven't been in this, this ring before. Right. And all of a sudden, Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that one that we were talking about earlier, um, you have no idea what you're going to find when you get there. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you just start walking, walking through this thing. And, uh, and, and she, you know, I'm talking to her. She's, her voice is changing. Her eyes are glazing over. Um, what's your name? Demon in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, come out and go back to the depths of Shoal. You're out of here. Right. And then she would be normal for five or 10 minutes. And then, Another thing would come, demon, what's your name? And, Which is fascinating because it it's not like just, you're a doctor showing up in a hospital room, giving a shot, and then walking out the door. Right. I mean, there seems to be a longer process here. Uh, well, and in that case, it for sure was. Yeah. Six hours. Um, and actually, you didn't get the second text. A few days later, it was another six or eight hours. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Right? So keep, keep taking uh, us through that. And, and so it, it's boom, boom, boom. And then we did the house cleansing and, and so on and so forth. And so with the house cleansing, again, I, we, we kind of started talking about that. We take a community chalice, uh, fill it with um, olive, olive oil, oil said, right? Yeah. Uh, Jesus would use olive oil in scriptures, uh, anointing with oil, uh, the apostle James would say, right? Um, and then we would say a prayer kind of like, you know, Lord, uh, you rule the universe, 
um, and you're present here and the demonic forces can't be right. You can't be in the same, same place. Um, you know, let this oil be a physical sign to them and to us that you're in charge here and they're gone. Right. And so then we would go through each room of the house, normally starting in the back, right. Starting very in the very back um, and working our way forward to the front door or the side door or whatever, um, making the signs of crosses, you know, demons be gone. And then, you know, in the name of Jesus Christ and Nazareth and go back to the depths of Sheol and each room and making multiple crosses over different things. And the cool thing about olive oil, guess what? It stays there for years, right? <laughs> and so you you go through and, and some of the houses that we've cleansed or whatever, some of the places, the schools, the different uh, funeral homes, you'll go through and every once in a while you'll see an, uh, a little olive oil cross mm. somewhere uh, on some mm. doorpost or whatever. It's like, okay, yeah, right. Mm, yeah. That's um, cool. Yeah. But it's a, then a physical sign for <laughs> them. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, with this young lady, it was a house. It was her. I mean, uh, we got rid of stuff that she used to use in her occult days that she still had. I mean, you know, stuff like freaky dolls. And <laughs> as, I, as I'm looking at one, as we here, have a four yeah, foot right, yeah. doll named Glenda here. <laughs> no offense, Glenda. No offense. No, Glenda, don't worry about it. Right? But I mean, stuff like, you know, I mean, she would use for readings and things like that. Yeah. I mean, let's get rid of this stuff. Why? Why play in that in that uh, Why keep arena? Exactly right. 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 Um, you know, can we point back to Jesus, and can we, you know, stay grounded in His Word? Um, and 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 so, as we would cast out demons, and as you know, I would head home. You know, she'd say, "Okay, now what? Yeah, what do I do now?" Right. And I said, "Well, I said, how about this? Read God's Word every day. Uh, pray every day." Um, when you're, when you got your Spotify playlist going, you know, put Christian music on there, you know, instead of Mrs. Uh, Mr. Jones or yeah, whatever. Right? Yeah. Things, right? Right. I mean, just keep putting good things in your head and call me if you need me. Right. Don't, mm-hmm. you know, don't wait. Right. And I'll be back. Right. Mm-hmm. Where are you at? What's going on now? You don't want to create a dependency like Man. oh you yeah. know and have you seen right. that happen or is that uh, it, can, it can be it can be a danger right that mm-hmm. oh i'm doing I'm, I'm i'm suffering uh call caleb in let's get this thing no it's not always that because not everything's an affliction sometimes mm-hmm. it's just life right mm-hmm. we live in a broken world right so um you don't want to create a dependency on you where they call you for every little thing but uh in the other sense if there's something big going on, you want to be there. Right? I would imagine too, that there's probably a tendency at times for people to start attaching some kind of either mystical power to you or to the stuff that you're saying or using is though, like I've got to get this formula down. I've got to use this special item. I've got to go through this order, almost like you're casting a spell, right. uh, which is the furthest thing that I'm hearing from. And actually, no, I mean, in fact, sometimes we would, venture away from what we had written or what we had prepared because we don't want to give that we're, we're, we're developing this magical incantation or something like that. That's going to do something. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not us. It's not the words we speak. It's, it's Jesus that's doing this. And so we would never, ever want to give like that. We're doing this magic thing and it's done. You know, like the placebo effect. 
right like, hey you know just do this and right know, i mean make yeah it feel better. you got you got all that you know it's kind of sometimes in 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 our churches you get that oh well they're baptized they're whatever that's magic it's this magic you know i we don't ever want to get there that they're this is being cleansed by whatever right we're saying or what words we're saying it's yeah. again it's, it's all it's about jesus tool yeah. mechanism right. to point to yeah. yeah yeah um tell you a story my first time ever um came across uh, um, weird stuff happening. I was um, 16 years old, working at a uh, Lutheran camp out West. Okay, mm-hmm. um, One of the counselors uh, came and woke me up in the middle of the night and said, Caleb, you got to come. There's something weird going on in my cabin. Okay, so you you go down the cabin. There's 15 girls in the room in the in the in the uh, in the cabin. Uh, they're sleeping in bunk beds. Okay, so if you can picture this, um, you got the the doorway, uh, some bunk beds, kind of all around the edge of the cabin, and right in the middle is this um, like masonry um, cinder block uh, uh, fireplace. Um, mm-hmm. You know that keeps everybody warm, mm-hmm. right? Okay, and so you can't necessarily see to the back. You're, you know, the 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 chimney blocks your Luxury. view, and, and mm-hmm. so. But so I walk in. Literally, fifteen girls in their beds were bouncing up and down asleep. They were asleep, bouncing up and down like. I'm like, oh boy, right? Yeah, you, you think you're walking into a room as a high school kid with fifteen girls, you know? <laughs> right, like, right. Where's this going to go? Right. right. I'm sixteen years old, right? Yeah. And. In the name of Jesus Christ, get out of here. Did it just kind of like come out of you? It did. It did. Right. Well, because you weren't you weren't a pastor at this point. No. You weren't now my dad, this, my dad's a pastor. Okay. Okay. So and he's dealt with some of this before and okay. he's told me stories. And actually a bit a missionary bush pilot Correct. in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, yeah. He was in up Alaska in Alaska and, for a while, yeah. right? Um, and he had he had dealt with some of this before. And I don't know how this works, but I just said in the name of Jesus, be gone. Yeah. And all 15 girls were silently sleeping again. Mm. Wow. Now, it's not coincidence, right? It, this is real stuff that you're dealing with, but God's God's bigger, right? Um, my father tells a story as well. Uh, he was he was uh, he was asked by um, someone's family members. Uh, so there was a, a gentleman in a, a nursing home. And he was angry and mad and, you know, never, uh, he was always combative toward the nurses and all this kind of stuff. And they asked my dad, dad, uh, Ken, would you go and visit this guy? Dad didn't know him from anybody. It was just, okay. Yeah. You asked me to, I'll go visit mm-hmm, him. Right. Mm-hmm. And you could go into his room and you could talk about the weather. You could talk about this, you know, <laughs> the kids or the grandkids or whatever, or whatever it might didn't be. matter. Yeah. And he was fine. But as soon as you started mentioning anything to do with God, he would get mad and angry. Right. And, um, and he was what, 85 years old or something. And he just would just get, you know, ravenous almost not, not foaming at the mouth, but just get mad, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. he would throw the bedpan at you. And it got so much that the nurses would say to my dad, as they would see him coming don't go in there, Pastor. He's having an okay day today. Mm. Because when you leave, all hell breaks loose right. kind of thing, yeah. right? Yeah. And 
and my dad's like, <clears throat> what's going on? And he says, I bet this guy is being afflicted or possessed by a demon. And so my dad walks in that day and the guy pretends he's sleeping. And dad just says, in the name of Jesus, come out of him. And the guy opens his eyes and he says, pastor, can you baptize me? Wow. And he received communion and baptism and he dies a mm. week later. Mm. Wow. <laughs> okay. And so my dad tells this story at the funeral and the family had no idea, right? They were, uh, you know, away. They, they didn't live in the same town yeah. or whatever. Right. Uh, but they were just like, Whoa. Right. And you know, all his, anger and all that stuff towards anything spiritual um, was, was dissipated. It was gone. Hmm. Yeah. And so <clears throat> it was that kind of faith then that my dad would say, you just, you, you don't play games with them. You go in and you get rid of them. And yeah. so, yeah. But, Let's go to uh, the, comments <laughs> Ramit's back with us hey Ramit good to have you with us today uh his question is does heaven and hell really exist or are they just present on earth and seen in the form of our doings hmm. uh yes uh, <laughs> I you know um as a pastor heaven and hell are real right uh that there's um uh, hell would be defined as a total separation from God, not in God's presence. Heaven uh, would be in God's presence uh, for eternity. Uh, both are eternal. Uh, scriptural, scripturally speaking, um, you know, the afterlife, uh, heaven, uh, God will wipe away every tear from their eye. Death will be no more, no more crying or mourning or pain. Um, also, that we'll have new and transformed bodies, perfect bodies, those kinds of things. Uh, on the other side of things, uh, for hell, um, scripture would, would, would talk about a lake of fire and uh, the burning of sulfur and there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's, and we would describe it as uh, separation from God, um, being separated from him. And, um, and so theoretically, I guess, um, if you're separated from God even now, you could be in hell, living in hell right now in one sense. Uh, or at least the uh, anti room yeah, or something. Right, something, I mean, right. Yeah, I mean, in yeah. one sense, uh, you know, if you're, if, you're, uh, if you're separated from him. But, yeah, it's um, – thanks for the question because, yeah. um, you know, that's something I think people struggle with, right? <clears throat> um, yeah. Why am I here? What's the purpose to life? Uh, where do I go when I die? Or, you know, when, you, when, you're, when you're put in a box, you know, I have uh, three funerals scheduled in the next week. And it's like, okay – uh, what happens, right? This, you, you got you got a box sitting there with a person in it. What you know? What what happens next? And and those types of questions. Then you know the Bible isn't you know the greatest textbook on on science or anything like that. But it, it and you know it's not going to answer all our questions, especially if you know as an engineer. Dave said I was an engineer before. You know if you're asking questions about calculus, the Bible doesn't help answer those. But if you're asking bigger questions like what's the purpose of life? Why am I here? it can begin to, to inform those discussions. Yeah. For sure. Do you ever wonder why, like for, for those that you visit that are, yeah. that are going through something that are, they're demon afflicted or possessed sure. or whatever. Do you ever wonder why that person, mm. you know, why is the devil using that person mm. and what is the goal? 
Wow. I mean, is it random mugging <clears throat> or is it targeted? <laughs> you know, the, I, I, I've never wondered that, I guess. Mm. Um, why this person and not that person, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, why is Dave's life hunky dory and he seems to have all the blessings of God and he's a millionaire and well, no, he's yeah. not, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, and then this person is sitting, you know, like surely, looking over like, my shoulder. Right? Which day were you, you talking, talking about? about? Yeah. yeah. Which day were you talking about? Uh, it's a pile of money. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. Well, you are taking me to lunch today, so that's fine. But, uh, uh, yeah, I've never asked that question. See why this person or yeah. that person, yeah. um, what I can say is most of the times where it's been a person or a house or something, um, is usually there's been activity that that person has engaged in or that house has been part of um, that explores the other side, right? Mm-hmm. That explores the spiritual nature that, you know, hey, have you ever used a Ouija board? Oh, yeah, when I was, you know, or, um, <clears throat> you know, there's normally that would, that's, that's one thing I could say is no, in, in most of the situations that I've been exposed with mm-hmm. that there has been some exploration, some dabbling. In, yeah, yeah. Some dabbling. That's a good word. To, mm-hmm. uh, yes. Uh, some dabbling in the occult or in uh, de- demonic stuff or something like that. And so there is in some sense, almost some, sometimes an invitation. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a foot yeah. in the door. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Andrew's got Yeah. A foot in the door. Like, Okay, now I got I got a foothold mm-hmm. here. So now what? Now it's I almost can't like say asking the mom for a fa- for a favor, and then you're like in oh, or something yeah. is sure. What's oh, coming to mind right. for me? Or right. you know, you, you you take the first tip from the drug dealer for free, and now you're right. You know, right? Exactly. You're, or, you're or, kind of you're kind of you started that process. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I've had someone I worked with uh, her her uh, you know she wasn't a church goer at all. Um her daughter dies. Well, where is she? Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go see the psychic to find out where she is. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, maybe that's not healthy. You know, let's, can I talk to you first, (laughs) you know, and and let's talk about this. Right. No, no, I need to, I really need to hear and figure out where she is. So I'm going, okay. You know, but um, so a lot of times, yeah, there is some dabbling, some invitation, some, something that gets them started down that path Mm -hmm. and then it just blows up in their face. Right. Um, Have have you seen, so the reason I'm asking this question and I want to know like if you've seen the uptick or not, but um, an article I was reading over in Europe, uh, a Catholic priest over there has, you know, for a while there, they just weren't busy doing exorcisms. Mm. And then through the last two years, because people were, isolated so much and in their own homes and weren't going out and socializing and, or even going to church or, or what, whatever it may be has, has definitely seen, he was saying that they've definitely seen an uptick in possession, exorcism, that type of stuff. So I didn't know if like the last two years have been any different than previous years. It seems that way a little bit. Yeah. Um, I never attribute it to that. Um, sometimes it was just someone heard about me. Right. Because I think this stuff has always been going on and, sure. you know, we don't yeah. always want to talk about. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, there are people then who aren't afraid to talk. It was it was interesting. One time I was. Um, I was someone asked me to do a renewal of vows, wedding vows for them. They were married I don't know, 35, 40 or something like that. And they wanted a renewal of vows. And so we I, I invited them to my office. I said, hey, come on in. 
let's figure out this and we'll plan out the ceremony and everything. And then they, uh, they're getting ready to leave and they say, Hey, can we show you something? Okay, sure. <laughs> and, uh, they go out to their truck and they bring in a picture. Okay. Here, a, a, a picture of their family that they took in their living room. Mm. And so it's mom and dad and son and daughter. And then there's this 14 year old figure, uh, well, a teenage figure, a teenage yeah, sure, girl, sure. And, and 14, I, you know, who knows that, but, uh, this figure then that appears next to them in the picture, right? So you're wow. looking at this and, and you can't say, well, uh, okay, Photoshop, here we go. Right. right? right. Cause, uh, <clears throat> you know, it didn't, you know, right there. Right. And, and so, you know, it has it all, it's been there, but uh, sometimes people carry it around in their trunks, you know, for a long time before right. they're like, oh, let me find the right Aware person to talk sure. to, right, yeah. or something. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, there probably has been, and 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 part of that is, you know, people are spending a lot more time at home and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. But, so are you ever sitting at home alone? And you got a big family, so that probably rarely happens. <laughs> if I was home alone, that would be <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. I have eight kids, yeah. and uh, you have to go to Uganda to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's do it. But let's imagine yeah. for a minute. I know you're an early riser. Maybe you're over at church, and you know, yeah. churches, of course, are creepy places. Yeah, in the middle yeah. of the night and early in the morning. Uh, for us pastors, I mean, as a pastor, yeah. I used to run out of the church when when it was dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. You know, right, right. Off, I right. still yeah. do. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? Uh, yeah, what do you mean when you're young? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but 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 but. Two questions I have for you is yeah. one: are having experienced so much of this and having really been on, if I could say, the front line yeah, of sure. so much of this, are you ever just sitting there alone and you're getting like really creeped out about all of it? Mm. And number two, have you ever felt attacked yourself? Mm. And if so, what wow. do you do to kind of guard your own heart, mm. your own thinking, your own? relationship with christ of course we know the powers in him but but like right. let's get it really personal to you wow. not through you huh. so this stuff doesn't normally creep me out which um, i think is surprising to maybe many of our listeners mm -hmm. today it's it's yeah. almost like how does the mortician not get creeped out but <laughs> you just do it and it's kind of like life or the butcher right. not get Gross style, right. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So but, I mean, okay. it, it doesn't normally. Now, again, okay. you know, can't ask a question about this 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 person where you're like, whoa, yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's okay. times where you're <laughs> like, holy moly, right? Um, but it's more there's you know for me it's a confidence that Jesus is bigger than whatever's out there, okay. right? Yeah. Um, and so I don't normally get creeped out now. Um, you know, have I would when I would say I've been afflicted or, you know, there's stuff that's happened in my life that I don't know if I would attribute it there or not. Mm -hmm. But usually, what I'm doing is I'm turning I'm turning to to scripture, and I'm usually just I, I usually go to the Psalms uh, because mm -hmm. there's a whole lot of different feeling. I mean, you, you get you know um, you know fear, and you get enemies, and you get uh, you know joy, and I mean all the range yeah, of human emotions and, and all of that's it, in yeah, the Psalms, yeah. and and so I'll usually go there just even to ground myself again mm -hmm. and to remember, you know, who God is or who God says He is in the Scriptures, right? Um, and Dave, you know, too, um, I brought with me a couple books. Uh, called engaging the psalms uh the covers are fantastic they're and amazing right see, yeah, the yeah. Are great. yeah um and i do judge books by their covers by the way so. <laughs> and dave's Absolutely. a reader he, he that this guy reads more more in his uh in a week than i'd read in my lifetime but 
uh, it's not real deep or anything, but we would, we'd want to get, we got, I got two copies here. If you text in, I will give, uh, we'll give these away. Uh, Dave's going to pay the postage on it. So, uh, you know, he's that wealth of money over there. Um, so we're just going to, the, the non-existent pile. I'm sitting if you on want it, this yeah, book, definitely. text it in. We'll, uh, we're, we're just ready. Uh, I, I'd love to give it to you and, and engage in the Psalms because, uh, that's a lifeline for me, um, is really scripture and prayer, mm -hmm. you know, to ground me and to get me in a right frame of mind, um, you know, to do this. L um, let me interrupt yeah. and give the text in number one more time, sure. just so yeah. people know where to go. It's 815-314-0363. I'll say it again, 815-314-0363. Now you can text in any question you have on God, Christianity, religion, spirituality, and we will get to those in, f in future shows. But today we have Caleb Shower on the show with us, who is a pastor who has found himself highly engaged in what is commonly termed spiritual warfare. And so we're talking to Caleb today about his experiences against people experiencing just the, the odd, the uncertain, the things that feel like it's from the other realm, the, the demonic, the evil, the, um, the affliction, the possession, and all the other language we want to give to it. And so we encourage your questions there. I want to share a quote with you, sure. if I don't mind. And yeah. it's from C.S. Lewis. Mm. He, uh, he wrote a classic work called Screwtape Letters. Mm. I, I know you know this one well. Yeah. For the listeners who don't, it's, it, it's a fictional work in its own right. But, but the fiction is drawing from principles of reality. And, and the plot of the Screwtape Letters is two demons in a letter correspondence. Because, of course, this is the mid-20th century. It's before email, right? Okay. Or, or, or whatever else. And it's, it's an older mentor demon trying to coach a younger up-and-coming demon on how to afflict, if you will. Mm. And it's a wealth of insight, not just into what we think of as the particular spiritual warfare realm, but how exploded out and ordinary can even look. Mm. Regardless, early on, C.S. Lewis says this. There are two equal and opposite errors into which our race, meaning the human race, can fall into about the devil's. One is to disbelieve. Can I talk? One is to disbelieve in their existence. The other is to believe and to feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. Can you maybe? I, I'm sure we've got listeners on that that whole end of the spectrum here today. Those who disbelieve or incline that way, and those who not only believe but have an unhealthy interest, maybe. Wow. Um, yeah, that's great. What, what would you say to each side of that? Sure. So. Uh, <clears throat> I did a quick Google uh, search this morning on spiritual uh, warfare. Okay. Okay. And uh, some website somewhere, this is not me, said this. Okay. I, I know I should probably quote that a little bit better, but um, here it is. You just quote Google. No one's, back, no one's fact checking us. <laughs> <laughs> and if yeah, this is your quote, is, text yeah, yeah. in and we will give you yeah, credit. If this is your quote, we're yeah. going to be credit. We'll give you a book. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll, give you a book. <laughs> we'll give you a book for free. And Dave will pay for no, the Caleb postage. No, Caleb said the postage on that one. <laughs> Uh, here's the quote. Spiritual warfare is not giving the devil more attention or focusing too much on his evil ways. Biblical warfare is making ourselves more attentive to what God is doing and remembering to stand firm and let him fight our fiercest battle. There's power through his spirit, his word and in prayer, and we can be confident that he is always with us, leading our way and covering us from behind. Hmm. So... Yeah, don't get fixated on demonic stuff and, you know, oh, bad stuff's happening. Don't, you know, don't, you don't want to spend your time there. You don't want to bask in that, right? Um, 
you know, but can we be firmly founded um, uh, through God and through scriptures and how we would um, then approach that? Now, on the other side of things, as, as, as Lewis would say, we don't want to dismiss it. Like, uh, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Uh, and say, well, there's nothing else beyond bad. that. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, so we don't want to dismiss it, but we don't want to fixate on it. And so, you know, anytime, <laughs> if you get political, anytime you're all the way to the right or all the way to the left, that's a problem, mm. right? Um, but can we, you know, kind of stay in the middle, knowing that it's there, being aware of its presence? You know, Paul would say in Ephesians 6, uh, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and uh, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, over the spiritual, excuse me, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. He acknowledges it there, but he says, here's what you do about yeah. it, right? And get up and get dressed. struck me about that passage as well, and and. and Please correct my thinking if I'm off on this, but he's not sending people with that armor of God to learning special rituals or certain things that they have to do. He's just saying, um, live in righteousness, live in faith, live uh -huh. in, 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 in the readiness that comes from sharing the gospel of peace, live in truth, live by the word of God. Right. It's utterly mundane, ordinary stuff that people can experience by reading their Bible or any week in church. Right. And it doesn't feel like spiritual warfare, but he seems to be saying that's actually what yeah the weapons are mm. against the powers of darkness and evil well, yeah. in this world. Get dressed up, right? You're not going to go out <laughs> naked. Uh, hopefully not, Dave, you. But, um, Steve, you know, Steve might. Yeah. <laughs> People know me in Woodstock. <laughs> I mean, that's why Andrew lives on the north side. Yeah. Here comes that crazy <laughs> Christian. He's on the other side of the train tracks, right? But, uh, uh, you know, get dressed up. Put these things on, right? And and it's, it's, <clears throat> it's everyday Christian things that God says, hey, put this stuff on. Right. You know, yeah. get that that helmet and that that breastplate and that shield and, and uh, the boots or the shoes and uh, put that stuff on. Now, interestingly enough, and, you know, there's a lot of people who study this section of scripture and would say, well, there's no the, there's nothing to cover in your backside. Right. If you're mm -hmm. if you're uh, putting this armor on the breastplate, the helmet, the shield, you know, it doesn't cover your backside. So don't run from your problems and, and those kinds of things. So stand up against it. Yeah. Uh, and there's only one weapon uh, that it mentions, the, the sword of the spirit. That's the offensive and defensive weapon, uh, the word of God. Um, you know, again, I haven't done the whole exegetical study on, you know, the backside thing or, you know, whatever. But it's a neat uh, application point, but whether it was intended, correct, but regardless, right, it does say right. stand firm. Stand firm. Yeah. Right. Face your struggles. Yeah. Um, don't be afraid because, you know, God's with you. Yeah. Um, how does that all work? You know, in day to day life, it's it's <clears> just, <throat> you know, living as the, um, you know, the person that he's made you to be in Jesus Christ. So I've got to imagine that listening right now is someone yeah. who is internally tortured. Mm. Um, they don't know why. They've read the self-help books. They've tried to deal with it. They've tried to ignore it. Maybe they've tried to self-medicate against it. Yeah. They've probably gone to counseling um, and it hasn't done anything. And they're wondering, is this something more? Mm. Um, or what's wrong with me? Or what do I do now? Now, I know you said earlier that it doesn't mean you always diagnose or run to something like spiritual sure. affliction. And yet the power of Jesus is so powerful for all things of this world. If he has authority, it's over both the supernatural and the natural right. world. Right. Could you just speak to that person who might be listening today? Wow. 
because everyone's in a different situation, um, I would say call Dave. You know, find, uh, find a local church, right? Find somebody who might be helpful, especially if you're in Uganda. I, uh, you know, I might come this summer, but I can't get there right now. Right. Um, because not, you know, yes, it's true. Not all pastors deal with this stuff every day. I get it. But there are people out there who do. And, um, you know, at least start reaching out for help. And, and uh, maybe in the church, uh, you could find that help. Right. Um, and if you can't find anybody, um, we can get you my number, too. You know, mm-hmm. just give me a call. I would I would love to talk with you. You know, but if you're in, if, if you're in a, if you're in right? Africa, um, remember, there's a time change. But, you know, um you know, I get up at four, so you can call me then too. But uh, anyway, so you look, know, I would, I would love to, I'd love to have conversations with people if, if that was uh, something that's they're going through or struggling with, and there's no one else that's near them. It's, it's good if you have someone local who, who can, hey, can I talk with you? Can they, can they walk this journey along with, with me a little bit? Mm-hmm. Um, that's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing when you have, you know, brothers come alongside. So. Just a quick question because we've got a ton of people from around the world. Yeah, Hollywood. You guys are all battling Christians, right? You're Christians that are bringing Jesus in. Do other, and maybe you don't know, do other religious beliefs uh, have people who can exercise as well? I, 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 I'm not an expert on no, that, I don't. so I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. Can't thank you for asking, though. Um, <clears throat> So from my end of it, um, you know, we have this creator God who sends his son uh, to redeem us, uh, to die on a cross, to, to rise from the dead. And he gives us his Holy Spirit so that uh, we may know who he is. Um, that's the guy I'm turning to. Um, if something else can um, get it out, more power to it. So, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I but... Uh, that's where I'm turning. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, um, and again, if, if people want to talk to me or email me, um, I, you know, no judgment at all, you know, even if you're Hindu or if you're, I, you know, let's talk because, um, you know, to be afflicted or, or possessed or to have, to have strange things happen. Uh, that's not where, where my God wants you. Right. You know, he wants you to live life and, and have it to the full and not have to deal with all these things and and he wants to ex- experience freedom from that and so um share your yeah. website with us today your church's website i'm sure that your email and contact information is right there sure so uh, church's website st john's luth s-t-j-o-h-n-l-j-o-n-h-n-s-l-u-t-h.org st john's org. short for st john's lutheran in union illinois which for those of us um, who aren't from the area? This is maybe about an hour west of Chicago, give or take, yeah. if you would. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just uh, you know, we're uh, 15 miles, uh, 15 minutes from the Wisconsin border, and about an hour and a half, hour 15 minutes uh, west of Chicago. Yeah. Um, we like to say we're uh, when someone asks where are we from, we're just from south of Wisconsin, right? So, but uh, anyway, yeah, St. John's Luth dot org. Uh, my my uh, my information's on there. Um, yeah, you can email me, and I won't have my cell phone on there, but at least start with an email or yeah, something. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Now, Caleb, uh, go ahead, Andrew. I, we yeah. have a quick, quick question here. 
Ted, yes, we did get your text. You had the right number. Um, but his question is, is it true that rooms being colder than the rest of the house can be a sign of a spirit? <laughs> he said, this is a room that it's supposed to be warm, but if you're like it's getting colder. First, check your HVAC system. Yeah. <laughs> Call your HVAC guy first to make sure, right? Process of elimination here. You know, there's different things that happen, Ted. Uh, thank you for your, uh, your question. Um, Am I going to rule it out? No way. Absolutely. I mean, can there be certain things? Yeah. Can, uh, how about, you know, when you walk in a room and the, the, the hairs on the back of your head stand up or back of your neck stand up, right? Uh, I don't have many on the back of my head anyway, but, um, you know, does, uh, you know, what are, what would be the signs and symptoms and, and it's different for everything, but it could be right. It could be. And, you know, if you pump a heater in, it's still too cold, you know, why, you know, those kinds of things, um, you know, on certain ones we've done, um, exorcisms and, you know, as you get to the, the room that's got the, got the main, you know, the main possession in it or, or, uh, you know, residents, in it, right, residents yeah. right. Yeah. Um, sometimes you'll hear sounds of them going out when you cast them out. You know, I heard a rattling sound one time I was at a farm doing a, an exorcism mm -hmm. and, you get to the room where they thought, yep, this is it. And we did all the other rooms first and we came to that one last. And, and there's this, you say in the name of Jesus be gone. And there's this rattling sound and actual physical manifestation. Something. Yeah. Kind, it's yeah, it's yeah, kind of, well. yeah, just odd stuff. Right. Um, so yeah, call your HVAC guy first, but uh, you know, if uh, you know, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, we've hit our hour. Caleb, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Oh, today. man. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. just fascinating stuff. Thanks for opening this world. I want to encourage our listeners that if you have follow-up questions, you can ask at any time, 24-7, by texting them again to 815-314-0363. Whatever we didn't get to today, we will get to in time on this show. Caleb is a good friend. We can uh, get him back on the show as well for some of those pointed questions. <laughs> And, uh, of course, stjohnsluth.org is a way to get directly in touch with him. That's all we got time for. Thank you so much for listening today. We broadcast live every Wednesday from 1230 to 1.30 p.m. Central. Catch us on podcast of your favorite stripe or variety if you've missed past shows. And, uh, Steve, Andrew, anything else? Yeah, real quick. Uh, Ramit's got some extra, some some more comments. And you know what? We'll get to those next Yeah, Ramit, we will get to those. We're going to take those down and uh, and circle back. All yeah. right. Fantastic. Thanks again, guys. God bless. Nice.